after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials, the good ones and the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. I'm not Christopher Walken. My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Coming up today, well, let's just start with some personal news, shall we? Yes. I'm a white claw guy now. Yeah. Yeah. Has anybody heard of this stuff? Turns out there are alternative to beers in your uh, in the cooler section of your local yeah, Andrew grocer now. Andrew discovered a a new boutique beverage. Did not think that I would be a White Claw guy. What made you t- What made you grab it? The other day, so as you know, Genevieve, I have a um, cooler full of beer that I keep outside on our kind of back porch slash front porch. We only have one porch, and it serves us both uh, in the summertime. So I love keeping that thing iced up, iced down. I like keeping it well stocked. I've been buying some like Corona Ultra Lights for you, or what, is that what they're called? Corona Premier. Corona Premiers for you. Um, I'm usually a, a kind of a Miller Lite tall boy fella. Not Miller Lite, then I'll grab a Kurs or something along those lines. Um, Anything the other day, supremely crushable. Right, exactly. The other day. I'm looking at the cooler. Just finished up work. It's a Thursday. It feels like a Friday. Uh, it's summertime, and the cooler is all iced up. I still don't know if it's iced up or iced down. But um, And there's plenty of beer in there. All of your beer is in there and all of my beer is in there, but I still wanted to buy beer. Sometimes the best part of <laughs> having beer is buying beer, right? And I was like, well, I just – and I kept thinking, yeah. but you have – I had like – I feel very seen by that comment. Not, but not about beer specifically, but um, yeah, the urge to. I mean, I sometimes start my day by thinking, "What do I need at the Bartels?" Yeah, right. Yeah, surely something. And I, the thing is, I don't like very many kinds of beers. I don't like those light German beers that a lot of people might drink in the summertime. They're just not for me. I don't like flavored beers. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'll just go to the grocery store and see what they have. I do like IPAs, but that's not what I'm here for in the summertime, right? So I'm like, okay, I'll go across the street. Just I'm just going to go and stare at the at the beer selection for a while. Just see if anything jumps oh, out at me. All the clerks are like, he's back. He's back. Like, Sir, we asked you to please put on at least a kilt. <laughs> um, and I'm staring at all the beers and nothing is jumping out at me. And I'm like, and I keep thinking I have all the beer I need at home and want at home. Like, I don't want any of these other beers. And then over to my right, my periphery, I see the White Claw, a Colin. And I go over there and I see they have White Claws and they have Trulies and they have a couple. You're describing the fever dream of a White Claw marketing executive. Yeah, right? Yeah. And I was telling Luke this on TBTL today. And don't worry, I did promote today's show. We did not get too much into commercial talk. I don't think we got into any commercial talk. But, I mean, obviously, these, um, I guess they're called hard seltzers. That's kind of the generic term. Although there's other kinds of cocktails in a can you can get now, too, that are just hugely popular. And obviously, they're taking a big chunk out of the beer market, yeah. right? And that's why every beer company has created their own version of it. 
But there's something about me getting it. Like, I am just a Miller Lite and a shot of Jim Beam kind of guy. Yeah. That's what I drink. You I'm don't not worry fancy. about a lot of people, me included, will uh, get into a White Claw or a hard seltzer for the calorie right. deficit. Don't, don't care about that. You don't care about that. Um, I just had a moment where I wanted to buy something fun and flirty. And so I grabbed myself <laughs> some grapefruit flavored something white claw. And I figured I'll buy a six pack of these things and I'll throw them in the cooler. And, you know, I'll have one. Had you literally never had one before? I think I'd had one before, but like. I mean, tons of our like friends drink sip. them. Yeah, but I never like craved one. I never like, you know, I think I've, I tried them, but not extensively. And for some, and I thought I'll buy six of these. I'll drink one. Maybe I'll even have two. And then, you, you know, you or friends will come over. Like, they'll disappear. Oh, they disappeared, my friend. Yeah. Oh, they disappeared. I loved it. it, made, it was, uh, <laughs> the, I mean, I think combined with the summer heat and it was just so refreshing. And I think I started with the right flavor. I think if I had started with like one of the, the black cherry, which I've now also tried, a little bit too sweet for me. God, so, they're not sweet at all. So, yeah, you really don't like it sweet. Yeah. But um, I uh, anyway, so the, I, I was hooked and that was last Thursday. It got its claws in you. And it just certainly did. Oh, by the way, I looked it up. There are laws. When you're drinking white claws, no, I looked it up today. There's no law, ain't no laws when you're drinking mm, claws. I looked it up. I looked it up. Anyway, um, so hi. Okay, welcome to After These Messages, <laughs> where we talk about TV commercials. In case you haven't figured it out, what we're going to talk about today is um, the hard seltzer market because you and I started talking about how, well, of course, this is having a huge impact on the industry. The industry has had to change like really quickly on a dime. Like, Literally Rainier, which is like, you know, it's probably not that different than PBR. I, I think it's all, I think all of our kind of like local brews like here in the Pacific Northwest is Rainier. Down in Texas, it's I think Lone Star. Yeah. I think they're mostly created by the same company, right? And Maybe. Kind of I, they certainly branded. don't differ very much in taste. Right. But even Rainier, which is just like a Pacific Northwest. Although I did have a Rainier Seattle the thing. other day. I, yeah. I got one, I think at the ball game. And it was... It, I was re- I realized like I have not had a Rainier in a while because it tasted really weird to me. Really, yeah, because you've probably been drinking mostly the Miller, Miller Lite, yeah, and the Miller. Um, but uh, anyway, but the fact that Rainier has a hard seltzer, I thought was very interesting. Like every beer company has to have their version of hard seltzer. So I thought, well, let's take a look at the commercials and see if these legacy brands specifically are going after different markets. Like maybe is the Bud, just a theory I'm I'm throwing out and we'll answer it later. Is the Bud Light hard seltzer campaign, is that going hard after kind of brosifs who usually drink Miller or uh, Bud Light? Are you trying to get them to switch over or is it totally different? Are you trying Uh, to take a bite out of the the white claw market share? Exactly. So, um, I put together a list of, I'm going to say maybe, I don't know, between five and eight of these different brands. Again, mostly interested in kind of the legacy brands that have gotten into the market, but we'll also talk, talk about White Claw and Truly as well, of course, um, which I think entered the market just as, you know, hard seltzer company. So anyway, that's coming up in a second. Also, if I'm not sick of talking at this point, which I might be, um, there's also a uh, an ad for the military that I saw on TV the other day, I believe for the Marines, that I found really troubling, like really troubling. Yeah. Um, so we you were outraged. An, might do an Andy's Corner about that. I, I tweeted something out about it. Uh, apparently, I'm like the only person who's outraged because like three people liked it. Um, maybe they don't like me. That's a 
that's a wild idea that there's something that only you are outraged about in this yeah, day and is, age. That is true. Um, I also only have three followers, so that might have something to do with it. And, um, okay, we are going to start the show in a yeah, second. Yeah, what, ha- what but- would happen if AOC tweeted it out? Right. <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you about that. I, I, I hopefully we'll get to that this week. If not, I'll talk about it next week. Um, I don't think the military is going anywhere. Um, and then finally, something that maybe we should just talk about this right here at the top of the show before we get into these seltzers. Well, I'll be honest. I thought this was the personal news you were starting with, which is why I was so excited. Oh, no. The personal news that I'm starting with is I'm a White Claw guy now. <laughs> I just I, My friend Roden, who's been on the show before, Aaron Roden, of the uh, You Blew It podcast um, sent me this photo of a white douchey guy with frosted tips and a visor and earbuds. And he said, I hear I hear you're a White Claw guy now. I found this picture of you. <laughs> so that that's my big that's my big life news. But you also have some big life news because we had a celebrity encounter. We sure did. Uh, really, you spotted him. Yes, which is rare for me. I have I have face blindness, and he was wearing a mask. Yes, we were at uh, we had finished. I mentioned we went to the baseball game. Uh, we had left the baseball game after a Mariners win. Yay! Yay! And we were at a, a local bar in uh, Greenwood, and we can say it right. The Baronoff, yeah, the Baronoff. for those of you who are in the area. A um, bit of a dive, but you know. Uh, uh, Long-standing favorite. You uh, really want you and Camaro Cav, and I think Luke to a lesser degree. Um, how, how was Camaro putting it? Had a strong thirst, no strong hunger for karaoke. <laughs> hunger for karaoke. Yes. And Baranoff is basically the only place that's doing karaoke right now, and it shows because there was no way to get on the list and get in before closing time. A powerful lust for is the phrase. <laughs> that's for. right. That's right. So, uh, so we were like, ah, oh, bummer. We, you know, we're not going to get on the karaoke list tonight. So we were kind of making our way out of that bar to cross the street to another bar. And Andrew said, I I don't know, but I think I just saw the guy, the adult son from the lottery ad, who is not just something someone we have casually mentioned on this show, but we devoted a whole show basically to him. We gave him the Zyko treatment. We gave him the Zyko treatment, exactly. And it was a crowded bar. We were already kind of out in the vestibule at this point. We were about to walk out. And I was pretty drunk. <laughs> Just, mostly just for, still uh, on fumes from the baseball game. Right. Yeah. Um, I was obviously not drunk uh, because I was, you know, I would never be drunk. No. Um, no, but we'd all, you know, we'd all had a few. And as we were kind of getting ready to leave, he walks by again and I spotted him. I immediately knew. I don't know if I would have registered that I knew him, but I was sort of looking for him because you'd said that. And he walked by and I was like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I if it's not him, I have the same impression that you do, which is that it looks like him. Mm-hmm. And I guess thank God for alcohol, because I was just just lubricated enough to go like, I'm just going to go tap him on mm-hmm. the shoulder. Like I didn't even think twice. Like mm-hmm. uh, normally I'm not a super shy person, but it would I would have to sort of psych myself up a little bit to go tap a stranger mm-hmm. on the shoulder. But I was in that level of like um you know, friendliness where I didn't have any problem doing it. So I just walked right up to him. He was standing at the bar, tapped him on the shoulder. And I, can I just interject here too, because I want to be honest about this. And um, I don't know if it's awkward for me to say this or not, but there is 
like a stereotype of white people misidentifying people of color. And I think oh, I God, felt... If I thought about that, I really would have thought twice. Really? That was that was forefront in my mind. Like, not to sound like... I don't know if I sound really corny here or if I'm being too honest, but the truth no, it's is... No, a like, fair, fair point. I didn't want to go up to a person of color and be like, are you the person from that local <laughs> commercial? And then, you know, then, then if I'm wrong, what is the implication? Sugar Ray Leonard? And, what, <laughs> and like, what is the implication there? So um, I don't know if you want... If that's, again, I don't know if that's awkward or not, but it was something on my mind I was like I, I don't know I don't know if I want to go up to this person and have have it be wrong yeah it might also be a little bit easier as a woman approaching a man there's like I don't know yeah so what did I do I let you you said well I'm gonna go ask and I said okay go ask and then I'm like I don't know if I said this out loud or if I just thought it but I was drunk so I probably thought it out loud figured okay Genevieve go find out if you're back in 30 seconds it wasn't him if you're not back in 60 seconds I'll come say hello and that's exactly how it went down that's exactly what happened so I tapped him on the shoulder I said this is a weird question I apologize for bothering you but were you in a local ad for the were you in an ad for the state lottery and he was already nodding and kind of he was like like he'd heard it before he did sort of he did sort of look like he'd heard it before so I guess that you know, I, I probably wasn't the very first person to recognize him, but he didn't seem ungratified to be recognized. Sure. He didn't seem like put out by it. Uh, that commercial, I don't know where else it runs in heavy rotation, but I do feel that like baseball fans hear and see the same commercials yeah. over and over and over because like baseball isn't like football. Even during football season, we see the same commercials every week. But with baseball, you see the same commercials several times during the course of three hours every single right. day of the week. So it's I'll so bet saturated. you if he's in places where there are a lot of sports fans, right. like real baseball heads, I'll bet you he gets it more in places That's like that. That's why he was in the Baranoff and not bleachers across the street. Right, where we ended up. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh my gosh. And I was, you know, I was very like, uh, you know, uh, effusive and said like we you know we're I'm a big fan and this is gonna sound even crazier than the thing I just asked you but my boyfriend and I do a podcast about commercials and we actually were really loved your performance in that mm-hmm. um, and then you walked up and awkwardly introduced yourself. I said some, do you even remember what I said because I said some weird shit that I'm embarrassed you, about you said something to the effect of like I stalked you online yeah yeah I am a really awkward guy I was just shaking his hand eaters his, his name is Tyler Therese which I don't feel bad about because we've already said it on this yeah. show um, and he I introduced myself we shook hands um, which I maybe you're not supposed to do that anymore because of COVID. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think I reflex- should go hand too. I just reflexively do it. Um, I came in pretty hot on adrenaline and pretty fuzzy from the booze. <laughs> and I remember just being like, and I couldn't believe it was him. I also was hot. I was pretty high on adrenaline just for recognizing somebody. Yeah. I am terrible at yeah, that. Yeah, you really you, are. I mean, we lived in LA, like famous people. I am. Sure. And I also in the. Yeah, we saw is, like Angela from The Office and you were like, I don't know. No, no, it doesn't look like anything to me. In fact, is that the same actor? Does Angela from The Office also play the robot in oh Westworld? Oh, my God. No, it's no. not Evan Rachel Wood. <laughs> um, but so I think I was also really excited that I I got this right. And also think about it. When we would see famous people in L.A., you would kind of try to get me excited about it. And I was never really that excited. I was really excited to meet Tyler. Like that, <laughs> my, my level of excitement over a celebrity is definitely befuddling. Yeah. I was legit excited. Well, it was so fun. And so... We introduced ourselves and we do a podcast and then it devolved quickly into like awkward making. Sorry. Um, A level of specificity that I was like, okay, well, we got to get out of here. I think I came up. I was like, I was Googling you. I watched all your little videos. That's what you said. I was Googling you. I watched all your little videos. Yeah. So we're not going to be friends anytime soon. He didn't. 
yeah, he didn't seek out an opportunity to continue our conversation. I literally watched. I watched the curtains drop yes. behind his eyes I as also, I said that. I also yeah, did. It watch was embarrassing. That. I'm yeah. sorry. You really can't take me anywhere. <laughs> well, you spotted him, so you get the credit. All right. Yeah, uh, you get the you get the credit on that one. Uh, but it was so fun, and it was just like such a funny little after these messages moment. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about seltzer? Let's talk about seltzer. Under pressure. Under pressure. All right, let's start with White Claw, right? Yes. It kind of goes against what I was saying before about wanting to really kind of explore the different uh, advertising approaches by the the legacy brands that are getting into seltzers. But I feel like you got to start with the one that brung you, they, right? They broke the whole thing open. And by the way, White Claw is owned by something called Mark Anthony Brands, which is um, the company behind M- Mike's Hard Lemonade. Okay. And it doesn't look like they might, but I was looking at their oh, website. Oh, Mike's Hard Lemonade... Uh, is it uh, uh, carbonated? I think so. I, it's been so long since I've had yeah, one. Yeah, God, me too. But, but the, I feel like it was. But the big difference with these hard seltzers is that they are essentially soda water. It's right. essentially like putting a shot, like a some kind of alcohol, grain alcohol, I presume. Yeah, well, it's like a malt. All of these things come from, I'm pretty sure that they all come from basically the same thing that like Zima. Like Zima did, but Zima, Zima was very and, sweet. And Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's all like from this malted process. It's not the same. As a matter of fact, Luke and I were talking about this a little bit on the show today. It's not like actually selling a like a mixed drink with real I vodka in it. Okay. I think that can only be sold in certain stores, I think. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And they, and it, like it can be sold, for example, at the, in the beer case at the supermarket. It doesn't right. have to be behind a locked like cabinet at the supermarket. Well, I think the locked cabinet is a, a, the discretion just, of the of the. Um, oh, that's just security. Uh, yeah, I think that's just security. But I think it does have to do with what kind of license you have. So, in other words, if I go to my Safeway, I can get a bottle of Jim Beam there because they have a liquor license. But I don't know if you can put the ones that are actually that actually contain. Oh, like a Seven Eleven does in a Seven Eleven or a, or like a gotcha. grocery or a, I'm sorry, a gas station. I think I could no, be wrong about that. You're probably right. That that makes a lot of sense. But I would say that. Unlike Mike's Hard Lemonade or Zima back in the day, um, the big difference with these hard seltzers is that they are not sweet. Right. For the most part. For the most part, although I want to talk more about that later too because some of these brands are advertising, some of their like strategy is to say more flavor. And I'm like, why are we Yeah, there's one called flavor? High Noon, I think, uh, okay, that yeah. I like a lot. It's a little bit higher calorie, but for the but for the you got a lot of bang for the buck, I feel like. It's like 100 calories instead of 70 or something. Mm-hmm. But it actually tastes like something. Mm-hmm. Like it has a flavor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. By the way, Mark Anthony Brands, Mike's L- Hard... Sorry. Mike's Hard Lemonade is theirs. And I don't think they have any beers. Like a lot of these other companies have beer. Even if it's not obvious in the name when you... Like Boston... Brewing Company, which makes Sam Adams makes one of these, too. We'll talk about that later. But I just think that's interesting because clearly they were kind of they blazed a path for a beer alternative two decades ago with Mike's Hard Lemonade. I think it didn't take over the market as much as this did, obviously. But it took I took over think, the teenage market, probably and probably just people who like hanging out at beer type of situations, but don't like beer, yeah. you know. Um, and now, of course, we have just a plethora of alternatives. So anyway, that's who White Claw is. And let's play a couple of commercials from them. What they're doing, and I think this is interesting, is because they are like 
I don't know how to say it. It's like White Claw is almost the generic name for this type of product now, right? You better the watch way- out. They'll lose their trademark. Oh, right. Like Velcro. Like Velcro. Um, uh, hook and loop technology. <laughs> I mean, Excuse me. Hook and loop technology. So I feel like, what the, like where some of these other campaigns are trying to establish themselves and explain their new product, I feel like this one is brand reinforcement. The tagline is... Well, the tagline is just let's, and then they show a White Claw can. So they're turning themselves into a verb already, let's White Claw. You know, you can tell that in this particular, this very particular market, they are already established and they can kind of take that next step, I think. So let's take a listen to this. This is... um, There's like Krogering, which more on that later. Ooh, yes. We came up with Krogering last week. Um, Oh, we didn't come up with Krogering. Did we not? I mean... Kroger came up with Krogering. Oh, that's right. God, in my head, I thought we came up with that. <laughs> no. Oh. Um, okay, so oh, that's, oh, because that goes back to the jingle from the 80s, right? And I Let's said, I don't go like, yeah, right. I remember things. Um, so these commercials, there's no voiceover, so it's not going to be very interesting to our listening audience, but um, they're all black and white, this new campaign, and it's just all showing young hip people i feel like a little bit of an emphasis on women first but not exclusively at all um and just like super cool right so here we have a beautiful young woman who has kind of 80s hair and headphones on and she's of course on roller skates and she roller skates into the store um to get some white cloth from the cooler also uh, there's something called um house party we're going to see scenes of incredibly young beautiful people at a house party drinking white cloth and then also there's something called light ball i'm trying to remember but basically what they've done is they've created various scenes of beautiful people drinking white cloth and they've mixed and matched them across various commercials in this campaign. So you'll see clips of this roller girl in other commercials that feature like painters who start painting each other, like <laughs> smashing pumpkins. So take a listen. I wanna spread that good love. Cause love, 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 love is all we need. I feel like we could do a whole show where people uh, roller skate into convenience stores. Yeah, like that 7 Eleven one. Yeah. Now we see people. Oh, yeah, they're playing volleyball at night with a kind of a light up kind of a light up volleyball net with Christmas lights now they're at a house party oh and they have a disco ball in their refrigerator oh and they have a cake everybody's having so much fun and then it just says let's and then they show a bunch of white claws and then here's like a camping version now this one uses new imagery you can tell the energy is a little bit different with this song but again young beautiful people out on a camp they don't bother to tell you anything about the product because the assumption is you know what a white claw is. that's why i think it's interesting i almost sort of i almost talked myself into ending with this commercial because i think it's such a difference between the other bands trying to step brands trying to establish themselves and White Claw just being like young, fun, yeah, you know, beautiful, you know who we Lex are. White Claw. Yeah, yeah. like you're, this is the cool brand. Exactly. Here's a camping one. Oh, they're smiling as they're heading out. They got White Claw in the back seat. It's seat belted in. They're cheersing with fishing rods. Oh, somebody's having fun with a s'more. Let's White Claw. Yeah. these All all of these things look super fun to me. I yep. wish I was 22. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to Topo Chica, which I didn't... 
Who knew Topo, I, Topo Chico was a water to me? Right. It's that, um, you know, the bubbly water that became a huge trend about, I'm going to say, two or three years ago. You started to see it in all the um, yeah. kind of cool coffee shops. Luke's obsessed with it. He's like, you don't know a coffee shop's trendy unless it's got the Topo Absolutely. Chico. Absolutely. Well, it got super trend, trendy, you know, nationally three years ago when it was bought by Coca-Cola. It turns out it's a Mex- it is a truly Mexican brand that is still made in Mexico, I, I'm blanking on the name of the city, um, and I think it was very popular throughout Mexico and, in, or I think northern Mexico and Texas. Apparently, Texas is where Topo Chico was just originally uh, really popular, and that's going to come into these commercials in a second. And then Coke bought it. Um, by the way, that makes Coke. Uh, that makes this the first alcoholic product that Coke has made since 1983. Do you know that back in the late 70s, Coke decided to get into the kind of like um, kind of mainstream or kind of bulk uh, wine business? What? Yeah, and they ended up being driven out by... Um, what was their brand called? It, it was called... And I don't know if this is what the wines were sold under, but it was something like... Um, Wine Spectrum was the name of their. It lasted from seventy-seven to eighty-three. They sold it to Seagram's in nineteen eighty-three because they it just the margins didn't work for them. But like, what are those like brands of wine like Barefoot? Yeah, and other things that they made that kind of stuff. I just see. Like, very like, uh, very affordable boxed or like sold in sort of like. Yeah, uh, or bottles, but yeah, just yeah. So, sold in gas stations. Sold like the the hyper hyper excessive wines that you can get. Did I say excessive? I think you meant accessible. Accessible wines you can yeah. get anywhere. Anyway, that's what Coke was selling back in the 70s and 80s, but they've been out of the game since 83, but they bought Topo Chico, and now they're selling Topo Chico hard seltzer. So when they bought Topo Chico, did Topo Chico already make a hard seltzer, or is that something that Coke did once they bought them and we realized, like, oh, we can throw some malt liquor in here? I can't say for sure, but I would be very surprised that they were already making the hard seltzer pre-2017 because mm-hmm. I feel like this trend got real big in the past two years. Yeah. Um, and also, by the way, it's distributed through Molson Coors. It's actually a partnership with Coke. That's not interesting, but <laughs> the only reason I bring it up is because I was reading something that was basically like a press release, you know, like a blog, a sponsored blog post from Molson Coors all about the background of these commercials. It's like, why is Molson Coors involved in this at all? And it turns out they're the distribution partners. But what they're doing with this ad campaign is, um, again, I mentioned that even though it's a Mexican brand, people in Texas have a lot of affinity for it and they feel like it's a local product. I'd Topo actually like Chico. to try one of these uh, boozy Topo Chicos. Yeah, maybe next time I go to the store. If just you looking see it. for something to buy. That is the thing. After... Watching all these commercials today, I definitely want to try other brands now that I'm just like totally frost-tipped. Yeah, now that, you, now that you're visor guy. Exactly. Um, so they have two commercials so far. It's part of their legendary campaign. And this first one uh, features a woman named Esperanza Martinez, a bull rider and rodeo contestant. Boy, really biting, a, biting a, the Modelo rhyme here. Yes, and it's very... Um, they have these like very diverse people. There's only two of them, but you can tell there's an emphasis on diversity and localness. This is a rodeo contestant from Greenville, Texas. These are kind of local heroes, I guess. Uh, a trailblazer is a woman of color in a male-dominated industry. She's proven herself to be brave and headstrong. In other words, a badass. Um, and so I'll play this for you. And the imagery is just um, Esperanza basically 
standing, I think, in front of like a very Texas backdrop, looking really cool with like an old timey, almost like spaghetti western font, explaining yeah. kind of who it's, she it's is. It's like yeah, spaghetti western filtered through Tarantino. Yes, that's like the that's the color palette and lighting situation here. Right, but also in that very kind of flat way. That's almost let's just throw in Wes Anderson too. You know, the very yeah. flat, almost like. We're flipping, we're flipping through a photo album sort of approach. Yeah. Um, and I, th- this is a quickie. It's 15 seconds, and I think the voiceover it's got will the lo-fi it. filter on. Yeah. It takes courage to be legendary, like new Topo Chico hard seltzer, spicing things up with a spiked seltzer crafted with minerals for a crisp taste. Salud. New Topo Chico hard seltzer. So it's even cartoonish at the end, like the bowl kicks the Topo Chico and it just ends up in her hand. Yeah. Um, it's very stylized. I like it. I like it too. You know, the they show the can getting kicked to her and it's, of course, it's the tall, slim can that White Claw mm-hmm. uses, that everybody uses. Why do you think that is? Like, why not sell one of these? It's the same volume as a traditional mm-hmm. beer can. Why not sell one in a traditional beer can shape? Yeah, I don't know. There must be some I logic. Think some I some mean, are. Well, I don't know. I've never seen one. I've seen. Now, when it comes to just seltzer water, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, LaCroix being the kind of the market leader there. Um, Remember, we bought some sort of boozy drinks that were supposed to be like this when we were in Arizona. Those, those were came actual, in regular. Those were actual cocktails. That's right. Those, and they were yeah. revolting. Yeah, they had vodka in yes, them, Yes, right? that was exactly, that was the thing that we were talking about earlier where this must be different from right. how they can sell those. But that was a legitimate vodka with some kind of flavoring in it. It was absolutely disgusting. So gross. And I only drink them after you <laughs> fell asleep. So in this next commercial... Like, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Just, I'm just curious about the, the shape of the cans because some LaCroix flavors come in like the traditional small, like uh, shorter, wider cans. Mm. But the like, I would say the more kind of like um, exotic flavors, like the strawberry kiwi and, you know, pineapple, whatever, like the, the mixed flavors... Mm-hmm. In uh, Lacroix, are those are the tall thin cans? And when Diet Coke wanted to get fancy, when they wanted to get with fancy, their they did mango, the tall, thin they cans. did the yeah. It's just I mean, I don't have an answer. I think what it's does an tall thin cans signify? I think of the moment. I mean, it's I just like so. any trend, right? Yeah. Um, and I also think that it seems more elegant. I think that people feel a little bit. The can has a different feel in your hand. I think something about pounding a Rainier, even if it's not a tall boy, but like it's just that beer can style. I wonder too something. if it's about uh, if if there's any psychology to the idea that a lower calorie mm-hmm. that something that someone who's looking for a lower calorie option has a some sort of psychological affinity for a more slender looking can. Mm, that's I'll bet you you're right. I'll bet you that's part of it. Weird. Yeah. I'll play one more of these um, for Topo Chico. I believe they only have two out now. This is featuring Ronnie Zulu, a tattoo art. And I'm reading directly here from, like, the let's call it press release because I think there's something funny in here. Ronnie Zulu, a tattoo artist, falconer, oil painter, musician, and Freemason from Austin, Texas, who resembles a steampunk scholar with face tattoos. Like, they emphasize that. What is a steampunk scholar? I know what scholar means. I know what steampunk means. Maybe instead of wearing goggles, he just wears reading glasses. <laughs> he wears reading goggles. <laughs> he wears reading goggles. A seasoned renaissance man, Zulu combines a myriad 
is it a myriad though? Shouldn't it just be myriad? It can be both. Oh, it can be a yes. myriad of talents, or you could write that myriad talents. Yes. Okay. And a unique sense of style, quote, that give him a legendary aura. Nobody knows what that quote is. I was already quoting a press release. Let's take a listen to this. It's 15 seconds long. You can sort of see how he is. Um, got a oh, steampunk scholar here. Yeah, kind of steampunky, kind of intellectual looking. African American. I don't know if they if that description mentioned that. Yeah, he's older than I expected. I expected like a young younger guy, but he's kind of got a little bit of a gray beard going on. And we see a falcon instead of a bull kicking the can. A falcon is going to bring the can. Oh, I really he's a falconer. Yes, and and the um. Uh, the the script on the screen again in that kind of stylized font says Ronnie Zulu artist falconer and living legend. Take a listen. Legends like to change things up, like Tobuchiko hard seltzer, crafted with minerals for a crisp taste. And they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. New Tobuchiko hard seltzer. I really like the style of these commercials a yeah, great deal. I do the too. descriptions of them make me sick to my stomach sort of. I don't know why. <laughs> I hate the press release, but I actually love the artistic style of these things. Do you want to move on to Bud Light or did you have anything to add to the No, Topo I Chico? think those are great. I I actually think I, I feel like now that I know I feel like I've passively watched the one with um Esperanza, the oh, really? writer, because oh, um, that looked familiar, but I had not seen the um, Ronnie Zulu one. So, yeah, I like these. I like the style. I like the kind of um, very playful uh, retro look to them. It makes me want to try the, the product. Yeah, if I see one, I will buy one. Um, the can has a cool one, design, too. Yeah, it does. When I say one, I mean, of course, 6 to 12. Um, by the way, that Ronnie Zulu one might not have aired yet because I could not find it on iSpot. I only found it in the press release, and this campaign just started 22 days ago. Oh, so, so this could be breaking this news. This might be one of those instances where After These Messages is bringing you commercials <laughs> before they've actually even aired. I actually think that might be the case. Um, okay, let's talk about Bud Light Seltzer. So you probably remember this, Genevieve, about two – I think it was the 2019 Super Bowl. Um, they – tried to make a big splash with their Bud Light Seltzer with a commercial that featured the mayor of a place they called Seltzer, Pennsylvania. And it had a... Um, Did they call it that or is that the name of it? I thought it was a made-up place oh, called okay. Seltzer, PA. Like the, like the town where everybody loves uh, Dr. Pepper? Yes, I think that's it. And this one has a... Um, has like. To me, it always reminds me of the mayor in Portlandia. Oh, you know, yeah. Kyle McLaughlin plays the mayor. Like, it's, <laughs> it starts, it was actually two commercials. I have them back to back here if you want to see them as a, as a reminder. But it's like the mayor talking directly to the camera, talking about how they have a big announcement to make, I think, regarding their town being the official spokes town of Bud Light Seltzer. I'm Randy Diaz, mayor of Seltzer, Pennsylvania. If you love Bud Light like me, you'll love Bud Light Seltzer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. It comes in four flavors and tastes great. Bud Light Seltzer, it's unquestionably good. So that first commercial ends there. And you notice he said, if you like Bud Light like me, you will like Bud Light Seltzer. And then later on in the Super Bowl, they came back. Um, and he, at this point, he's kind of leaving his office. You can watch them right next to each other. And it, it almost seems like the, the camera never cuts. Um, he's leaving his office and he's walking into sort of a, a telephone center of some sort right outside of his office. And I assume the people who are on the phones are trying to tell 
people the good news about Bud Light Seltzer. But in this one, he specifically says, if you don't like Bud Light, right. you like Bud Light Seltzer. By the way, Sel- there is a place called Seltzer PA. Oh. The fact that they called it Pete, Pennsylvania made me think like they found some place uh. on the map called Seltzer, which they did. It's like a wide place in the road in Schulkill County. Oh, interesting. All right, take a listen to this. If you don't love Bud Light, you'll love Bud Light Seltzer. It's not Bud Light. It's hard seltzer. It comes in four flavors and tastes great. Bud Light seltzer. It's unquestionably good. Questions? Call us now. So I guess this is a call center where people can call in and ask questions. I found those to be pretty confusing when they first came out. Do you remember that? I do. There's a lot happening. There's a lot of camera movement and a lot of people in the frame. Um, It's... And what's with a telephone center? yeah, Yeah, why do they need a telephone center it's i mean i guess the idea is like people might be confused about bud light which is so associated with you know it's Mm -hmm. a beer it's so uh, it's like a huge legacy beer brand it's interesting that they didn't just like come up with a new thing and call it like you know spark sparkle seltzer or whatever and just say like by the makers of bud light yeah right. right yeah they wanted the brand and yet when i think about even though i know it doesn't taste anything bud light like like bud light mm-hmm. and i don't even dislike the taste of bud light the the fact that it has this the the name and the, and the logo of bud light on it over this over the seltzer and again this is the tall thin can mm-hmm. so they've obviously like adhered to that much of the sort of standard branding of, of hard seltzer but there's something um off-putting to me about the comp the the mental combination of Bud Light and hard seltzer even though yes. I know it's not that you that they've poured hard seltzer into Bud Light it's just um it just has an off-putting feel to me in my brain that's honestly why I found today's kind of um you know pre-show work prep I guess is the word that people use there um <laughs> I never do it, so I don't know the right. word. It's a foreign um, concept. So interesting. And you know, like you and I rarely will base a show on a product. No, almost we never. We base shows on how uh, a, a com- we'll base shows on a common tactic that a bunch of different products yeah. will employ, right? And I think you're really good at coming up with that stuff. But we made the exception this week because I really think that that this is such an interesting look at the psychology yeah. of the consumer. And that's why I wanted to see, like, what is the Bud Light approach? Who are they trying to get? And the fact that they kept the Bud Light brand, because I'll, this makes no sense at all. I don't know who they're talking to here. It's, it has the feel of, like, a telethon. Right. But also there's a mayor for some reason. And they don't... It's very unclear to me who their target audience is. Is it suburbanites? Is it, like... You know, like, well, let's. This is a commercial from two years ago, so I actually wanted to skip over that. I didn't even plan on playing it. I just wanted to remind people that that's how they introduce it because I think it's more interesting to now think about where are you now with your campaign, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was two years ago. They introduced it. I think you and I agree that that wasn't very successful, but it also wasn't a whole campaign, it was a Super Bowl duo commercial. Really quickly, before I move on to where they are now, though, because I think it's equally confusing. To answer your question, though, or to, or to address what you're talking about, about the Bud Light branding, like, let's say you were in L.A. I just want to use a very specific example with, like, friends who you and I know. And it doesn't matter that the audience don't know these people. But let's just say that you were in L.A. and you were having a beach day with the girls who right. you know in L.A. I'm thinking very specifically of, like, Jessica and Vanessa right now, sure. right? 
audience doesn't know who they are. It doesn't matter. But you're your good friends and you're in L.A. There's something about that, right? You're yeah. having an L.A. These are beach two very, day. These are two people who care about style and they're not, you know, they're not slaves to brands or anything, but they are stylish. And they're not particularly, um, ju- well, maybe, yeah, maybe they're judgy. I don't know. But <laughs> if you came with a, with a little mini cooler and a six pack yeah. of White Claws, you guys might talk about what your favorite flavor is. If you pulled out a Bud Light seltzer, I don't know if anybody would say anything about It'd it. It'd be a little bit of a record scratch. I think it'd be like, oh, like it's just, it. I'm sorry, but the Bud Light brand, it comes off to me as slightly trashier. Yeah. It's I, all psychological. It's all psychological. It probably doesn't taste that different. Um, but yeah, I would never pick it out if I was even, if I was even, grazed grazing the idea of it of of showing up in a certain way right like Mm -hmm. i don't know what circumstance i would buy it under i guess if i was like if it was sort of my only choice for this product category and that was what i wanted was seltzer and not beer that's why i think they've we'll get to these new commercials in a second i which are just like it's unclear what they're what they're trying to carve out maybe it's like the guy who buys a bud light six pack and then he's like ah we have somebody who's gluten sensitive or no (laughs) what about just me like literally what about the guy who's just drink has been drinking because i used to drink bud light before i switched to miller light the guy who's just been drinking cheap beer for a long time loves it has no shame about it but just wants something new yeah and it's a little bit hotter we know you love your beer but want to try something even more refreshing on that hot summer day or pitch it like in a different sort of, you know, maybe I'm the maybe I'm the schlubby beer drinker who's hanging out at a party where it seems like maybe it's a little bit nicer than the places I usually hang out. I so see. I'll be drinking Bud Light Seltzer because it's like maybe a tiny bit more refined than just like chugging, just crushing a Bud Light. Okay. I don't know. Something. There's something there. But instead... They're not taking advantage or leaning into this fact that they kept the Bud Light brand, which I think in this in this perspective from this perspective is kind of a negative. Where they are now is um well, Veeves, I don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> they have a campaign where there's a um, vengeful grandma sure. who overhears people talking about how the new Bud Light Seltzer lemonade flavor has even more flavor than their grandmother's. And then the grandmother overhears it and exacts some kind of revenge on these people. The relationship of the that people in steals- question doesn't even make sense. It's totally unclear. That also... I think there was some fast food brand. I can't remember if it was Wendy's. It was like one of the big three a few years ago where grandmas got mad because some new product that this fast food company was making compete. I think it was chicken tenders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. Um, Competed with grandma's chicken tenders, which I also don't remember I don't think of that as a thing, like grandma's making chicken tenders. Yep. Yep. I got it. You and I talked about that a lot. Yeah. Luke talked about that a lot. Angry, grandma's angry about people about companies making things that are better than them is not yes. real. Yep. It's not real. Stop doing it. I don't know why I'm going to do this. Angry this is, grandmas are not there's no such thing. I might cut this out of the show cuz this probably won't go anywhere, but you and me and I think me and Luke talk so much <laughs> about how confusing the grandma's chicken tender <laughs> argument was that we received this voicemail and if I recall this is from years ago and if I recall this is somebody exas- exasperated with us for just 
leading into this grandma chicken tenders talk too much. This was was from TBTL. Luke, Andrew, I just have to say, in regarding to the grandma commercial with the chicken tenders at McDonald's, I think all of you are missing the point. <laughs> I think the point isn't that the grandma is not making chicken tenders. I think that the grandma is like, oh, I don't have to make my buttermilk fried chicken that takes all day because there's buttermilk fried chicken tenders I can just get at McDonald's and they're basically the same thing. I don't cost that much. So whew, there goes my whole day of making fried chicken from scratch with buttermilk. Get it? Uh, this is Gather. In, uh, oh, in Chicago. Chicago. So um, it's, a, it's a relieved grandma, which so, I also believe is not a thing. Yeah, remember, because the grandma's like playing checkers and she's like swiping right. left and right on her dating app and she's doing all those things. Anyway, um, yeah, this, but okay, so this commercial is just so confusing. This first one I watched because you have two fellas. They're sitting on a couch somewhere. I don't know if it's one of the, I think they're friends because they're of this, of similar age but different races. One's a white guy, one's a black guy. Um, so I don't think they're supposed to be brothers unless it's like colorblind casting, which is possible or, you know, probably a little bit beyond Bud Lights. Um. Yeah. My, my guess is these guys are not supposed to be coded as brothers. So whose house are they sitting in? I don't know. Is it one of their houses? Are they visiting one of these guys as grandma? I don't know. All I know is they are sitting on the couch and they're about to crack into these cans. This Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade is packed with lemonade flavor. Yeah, it even has more flavor than my grandma's lemonade. She still lives here, right? No, she still lives here. Where is here? So I guess it's... The grandma's white, so assuming... I guess it's the white guy's house, but he also lives with his grandma. Yeah, because now what we're about to see... Intergenerational households are real. Yeah, absolutely. What we're about to see as our interracial... um, But... But the guy wouldn't say she still lives here, right, if he lived there. So I assume he's visiting. Right. And now I believe we're going to cut to the grandma in the hallway overhearing this. Sure. Giving them the Manson lamps, as you might say, yeah. or the, a murderous look. And then we see her in the garage, not the driveway, but she's in a garage using, I believe, her knitting needle to slash someone's tire. Oh no. Guess our hearing is better than we thought. New Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade. That's that's what Bud Light is carving out. Well, here's one thing I will say about that. It was a very bad commercial. Um, but I am curious now to know that since it's like a it's a flavorful seltzer. Yes. Because sometimes that's what I'm not down with claws about, with White Claw about is that it's a little too bland. You know, oh, really? Yeah. Like I do want the extra flavor. I'll I'll sacrifice the calories for a little extra flavor. That is good to know because I was kind of some of these. I was going to mention that the, these commercials. But I'm obviously not going to bring them around my cool LA friends. No, of course not. Um, they're so cool. They don't even listen to the show, so I don't mind <laughs> yeah, even bringing I them worry, up. I um, worry about it. That's not the only commercial. That's the thing. I thought that was just one bad commercial, and maybe the campaign is always about people overhearing you. I don't know. Right. Nope. Second commercial, same as the first. Double down on grandma. Here we have, I believe, a couple. We see a, a, I don't know, young man, young woman. I don't know, maybe in their 30s or something. And they, I don't know where they are. They're in a home somewhere. This is only 15 seconds, so... Even even less time to confuse us. And they make a similar comment about the lemonade. This Bud Light Seltzer lemonade is packed with lemonade flavor. Yeah, it even has more flavor than my grandma's lemonade. 
Now suddenly we see a grandma, different grandma. This is like a, a different family. Different grandma walks in to the kitchen and she's holding some necklace or medallion. That's the family necklace I always wanted. The grandmother throws the necklace into the garbage disposal, turns it on and says, oops, because she's so upset that this Bud Light Seltzer lemonade has more flavor than her lemonade. I actually like it better when the grandma just mysteriously appears in the house. I think your grandma still lives here is is unnecessary. Yeah. And it it kind of ruins that ad. You're right. Almost just have, have her be, be more magical. surreal. Yeah. yeah. That first one is so confusing. Just have Who her like are these people? rise from behind the couch. You yeah. Know? And because that first one, it also seems like maybe it's a party situation. There's some people milling around in the background. Like, what is the setting? Right. Have it be like the ants in the progressive commercial where the ants are yes. just magically there. In fact, what does the description say on iSpot? These descriptions are sometimes hilarious. Upon trying Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade for the first time, this young man can't help but rave that the drink has even more flavor than his grandma's lemonade. Expression settling into one of horror, his friend reminds him that said family member still lives here, and her hearing is as sharp as ever. Doesn't explain where here is. I think I should probably just move on from these commercials. I just feel like Bud Light is missing an opportunity. They I think they're flailing. They stuck with their Bud Light brand. Have a reason for yeah. that. Appeal to me, literally, the the, the knuckle-dragging, portly-bearded guy right. who's been drinking beer for so long that on some random Thursday he wants to try something that is, like, Yeah, have, show a guy like you trying something on a, on a whim, you know? Right. Um, okay, so now um, let's move on to another beer brand, Michelob Ultra. And their, sel <laughs> their seltzer is organic. Ours <laughs> is organic. Now... I didn't realize that. Oh, by the way, one quick thing about this lemonade thing of Bud Light, too. They had another big um, Super Bowl commercial this last year that we really liked before they got into this grandma bullshit. Um, <laughs> the lemonade out of lemons. Every, but that was very specific to the COVID, what a terrible yeah. year 2020 was. And That's then lemons right. come down and they make lemonade out of lemons. And it's kind of um, whatever. There's some cute dialogue in there. Well, Michelob Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer also had one of our favorite Super Bowl ads this year, the Celebrity Lookalike ad. That was you great. You remember that one? Yeah, of course. You think you see all these famous people, athletes and influencers and um, actors, and it turns out that they're all um, they're all just like lookalikes and they're not the real thing. And so the thing with Michelob, again, they stuck with the name Michelob. I feel less strongly about that than Bud Light. But what they're clearly really trying to carve out here is we're organic. We are all natural. Don't go for these fakey chemical-y things. Right. So I'm on board with that. I still think these commercials are too confusing, Genevieve. And you tell me if you can figure out why. This first one, and I'm going to tell you what it's called. Just watch this one. There's no actors. It's just one of those like uh, product close-ups. This is for the mango flavor. Um, we see a glass of ice. Uh, the can, you know, somebody is pouring this uh, can of seltzer into the ice. We see the fruits that are and the real fruit juice that goes into this. Take a listen. Introducing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. It's made with real fruit juice. It's six times filtered. No added sugar. No artificial aftertaste. And is USDA certified organic. Okay, now, at the end, the very final shot, we see a can of Michelob Ultra 
two glasses of seltzer with two mangoes, like real mangoes, uncut in front of the glasses of seltzer, and then a knife comes down and cuts into one of the mangoes. It's a cut above. New mango. Now, when it goes to cut the mango, it's actually... It looks like a mango, but there's cake inside. You remember that internet of trend course. where everything was cake, right? Everything was cake, but you don't. That is that meme is not helpful to you, Mick Ultra. I know that it, that someone was in a room writing this commercial idea, and they're like, you know what's cool right now? Everything's cake. But it also so didn't make stupid. sense to me because I'm like, I'm looking at two glasses of your product and a can of your product and two mangoes, but one of them has cake inside. Also, now it sounds, now my what, takeaway is your, right, my takeaway is your product has like cake in it. And then I realized from watching a couple of these, no, Genevieve, what they're doing is, is those are not two glasses of Michelob Ultra. They're trying to set up this shot like to the right, you have a glass of seltzer. That oh. one is Michelob Ultra. That has the can next to it, and that has a real mango in front of it. Next to it, to the left, is Brand X, except you don't see a can that says Brand X or the oh, competition goodness. or something that is supposed to be like, you could have mocked something up that sort of looked White Claw-esque without using the sure. logo. And the point is, the competition, it looks real, but it's fake Just when you cut into it. Just put a sign that says the other guys. It's, but you didn't get that either, right? No. I wasn't sure if I was super dumb here's the other version That's of that terrible this one isn't about cake this one is a couple of different flavors and i'll explain what also, you're you saying. can't show me cake without me wanting to eat cake also that cake looks so good yeah. it's that what do you call it like the party speckle cake uh yeah funfetti yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Introducing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. It's made with real fruit juice. It's six times filtered. No added sugar. No artificial aftertaste. And is USDA certified organic. Okay, now we see the same exact setup. Two glasses of seltzer that would appear to both be Michelob Ultra. But we're supposed to just know that this other glass that looks exactly like the other one isn't. Um, but instead of a mango, you have an orange and a lemon because the flavor is citrus, right? Yep. And this time, are they going to cut into it, Genevieve? We're not full of hot air. No, they took a pin and popped the, the uh, orange and the lemon, and they were just balloons. At least with the... I mean, I, they're both terrible, and it's really confusing that they have two identical glasses of seltzer here without saying something about it being the other guy the other the, the mm -hmm. competitor um when they say we're not full of hot air i can at least connect the dots a little bit better the right. cake one was super confusing and they were just trying to get on the the yeah everything is a cake trend exactly so weird very bad um i had a, a realization today where i learned something new today got some new information that i don't know how, i mean i know how stupid i am and it's it's significant. Um, <laughs> but there was another Super Bowl commercial introducing another one of these seltzers. This was two years ago. I remember it sort of well um, because I had never heard of the product and it stuck in my brain. It was called Bon and Viv. Is yeah, the name I remember of this. it vividly. Vividly. If you will. I will. Um, and this was this was a commercial that was very clearly introducing its product they right? said they were on shark tank yes and so what it was was you had two women 
floating underwater. I'm trying to think, were they actually? Yeah, they were. They were in mermaid costumes, right? Actually, and, and they introduced themselves as Bonnie and Vivian, and they're the founders of this new company, Bon and Viv Sparkling Seltzer. And they're underwater, and they're talking to us. You know, while they're underwater, their their long hair is kind of flowing all over the place. That's there's a significant reason for that that I'll bring up later. Um, but they're underwater, and you think they're talking to us, pitching us on their product, but it turns out at the end they're talking to actual sharks underwater because this is a play on Shark Tank. Take a listen. I'm Bonnie. I'm Vivian. And we're the makers of Bon and Viv Spiked Seltzer. It's sparkling water and alcohol. It comes in fruit botanicals like pear elderflower with zero grams of sugar. Yeah, seems too good to be true. But let us tell you, the, the myth, myth is real. What do you think, sharks? I'm in. I want in, too. I'll double their offer. Hey, this is my expertise. No, I'll double their offer. Go with me. So, no joke. After I saw that commercial a couple of years ago, I always kind of thought, oh, yeah, then there's that other brand that is um, the brainchild of those two women. You know, I just it's really stuck with me. But it's just a, now I understand that mermaids don't exist. <laughs> this is where this is where I'm really like I knew that they weren't mermaids, but I really thought that we were seeing the makers of this product. But of course, they're incredibly beautiful, very fit women. They, they're they just made-up characters. I, I'm trying to remember where I got this from. Oh, Eater.com. As it turns out, Bonnie and Vivian are made-up characters. The brand was actually founded by a guy named Nick Shields back in 2013 when it was simply called Spiked Seltzer. Then AB InBev, of course, that's the Anheuser-Busch behemoth that owns everything, including this podcast, I think. Um, AB InBev acquired the brand back in 2016 and decided to rebrand itself as Bon and Viv Spike. So there were Seltzer. never any sharks involved? <laughs> I really thought that it was a Shark Tank product. So did I. That's right. I, I think that's what we said on the show. We're like, oh, oh, so the like we thought yeah. it was a Shark Tank. I thought you were just making a joke about two mermaids talking to sharks but no we did no think i really that. thought that it was a reference to i mean i was even i wouldn't even be horrified uh to learn that the real bon and viv are not these super fit uh actress models mm -hmm. but that they were playing real yeah. people i, I mean, know like i understand like the sharks were not real sharks in shark tank you know like mm -hmm. i get that they're yeah. they're people but like i thought it was i thought it was riffing on a real thing nope. this is very Disappointing. Dude named Nick. A dude named Nick. It's a dude named Nick. Just some dude named Nick. Um, the name that they changed to Bon and Viv is supposed to uh, play on the phrase Bon Vivant. I guess we should have seen that. Um, well, I, I, I really thought it was their names and that they went with that. And that I mean, I, I didn't totally overlook that aspect of it, the play on words, but I thought that it had some root. But no, they just wanted to. It's but, all okay, lies. So now what's going on with Bon and Viv it's just, now? It's all cake. Can you slice it of those mermaids? That's right. Cake. I do think this is kind of interesting, though. Now that I know, and again, I don't, I don't know if you and I should have known that they were just spokes, spokes, spokes mermaids. mermaids or not, but I do think this is a funny bit. Now what they've done is they've taken bon, Bonnie and Vivian, and they're continuing to pitch the product to us, the, the viewers, but now they're out of water. They're like, but they're... 
they're still in their mermaid getups, but they're like in this one, they're uh, uh, sitting next to the ocean. They're on an ocean beach and they're sitting on ocean rocks, but their hair is still doing that thing as if they're underwater. The right. hair is still floating around their heads. I actually think it's a pretty funny visual joke. Perfect for a podcast. Bon and Viv Spike Seltzer has zero grams of sugar. It's light and refreshing. Perfect to drink by any ocean. Like this one. Or a rooftop ocean. Or by a beverage ocean filled with tiny icebergs. So at one point we see them uh, at a party and then at another point they're just um, next to a cooler and that's the tiny iceberg reference. So I actually think the continuing premise is funny, but I am I am legit shocked that this wasn't created by two women named Bonnie and Vivian. I'm very disappointed. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. One other quick thing from a um, carving out the market uh, standpoint. Here's a very quick one. I think this is 15 seconds. This does not feature Bonnie and Vivian. It's just that classic, like, you see a cooler full of beverages. But I think it's interesting that they're clearly going not against other hard seltzers in this commercial, but Corona. Yes. You have a cooler filled with ice, and sticking up out of the ice are six beers that are obviously Cronus there it's not you can't see the name of the brand but it's a yellow you know it's a, a light yellow beer with lime sticking in the top of the long neck bottles and then next to that are six of the uh, Bon and Viv hard seltzers this summer dive into something different Bon and Viv spike seltzer refreshing light with a hint of fruity flavor that, bon and Viv spikes out. That to me is a strong pitch. Yeah. Uh, because that's when I want a summer, like a I will I love a Corona with a lime in it in the summers. Corona has done an amazing job of branding itself the summer beer mm-hmm. um, with the you know uh, find your beach campaign and all that stuff. Um, and for them to go after that so hard and so directly, I think is smart. Now, because it does seem smart. But now let's talk about what Corona's doing. Yeah. Because Corona also has a hard seltzer brand now. They stuck with the name Corona Hard Seltzer. Also owned by AB InBev. <laughs> so they're going hard against their own product. That's funny. Here's the commercial that Corona is running for their hard seltzer. I think this is interesting because that commercial that we saw for Bon and Viv, they're setting up. It's almost a parody of the beach commercials of Corona where so little is said and somebody's just like a Corona in a cooler, a Corona in a cooler. And you just see a, a handsome hand <laughs> grab it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's kind of saying, Hey, reach across the Corona and grab the Bon and Viv. Well, now Corona is doing another beach based ad and this one is called new beaches so all the imagery is what you expect a bunch of people um on a beach at a beach bar but then they go out on a little adventure to discover a new beach of course the new beach in this case you know represents a different kind of beverage there's another beach out there calling your name let's go say hola adios agendas we've got bright new flavors to discover Uncharted spots to find. And new beaches to hop to next. So let's say adios to whatever holds us back. And hola to the incredibly refreshing world of Corona Hard Seltzer. Yeah, 
I mean, I think Pretty Corona, straightforward. Corona knows how to advertise um, tropical vacation. Yeah. For sure. And then the very last one I'll um, bring up here because there's not too much to say about it, but it's the brand Truly. Uh huh. Have you had a Truly? I have had a Truly. Do you like them more because they're going for big flavor here again? Yes, I think um, I've mentioned High Noon, uh, but Truly is also kind of in that category where it's a little bit more calorie uh, dense, but it's uh, you get more flavor. Uh, for what it's not as worth? much as Grandma's lemonade, obviously. Right. But. Oh no! <laughs> An angry grandma is coming. She's behind you. Actually, you said the right thing there, I guess. Um, Truly is owned by the Boston Beer Company. I mentioned them earlier. They're the Sam Adams people, but also got into the game a long time ago with Twisted Tea. Right. I feel like that came out around the same time as uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Sure. Um, you and I had. I would have guessed that they were the same company. In fact, you and I had an ongoing joke years and years and years ago. I would have too, by the way, um, that for some reason, like you and I just went on this flight of fancy where we thought it would be funny if we lived in a house where we always had tons of twisted tea in the refrigerator and we just referred to it as iced tea. And whenever <laughs> a guest came over, I think as I was drinking some twisted tea back in the day, I think this is like right out of college, my first apartment. I think I got into the twisted tea for a little bit and... Um, and we just thought it'd be funny if we just would offer our guests tea. Yeah. Just like, here, would you like some tea? Do you want some iced tea? And then we hand them a twisted tea. Because just the name twisted tea is just yeah, so trashy. It's, trashy. it's worse than Mike's Hard Lemonade. Uh, Boston Beer Company also does Angry Orchard Ciders, which I think is a pretty popular brand. Uh, yeah. Got in that, that beer alternative pretty early. Um, what they have going on here is very visual, almost psychedelic, colorful ads. Not totally unlike a new Apple product or something. Something, you know, like things floating around in, in space. And in this case, it's like a bunch of different, you know, just incredibly beautiful close ups of different fruits um, as they twist together and lemons become strawberries. And this is actually, they call themselves lemonade. I guess there's, it does say hard seltzer there, but they, they're clearly downplaying the seltzer part of it and, and sort of amplifying the lemonade. Yeah, as, as are those Bud Light yeah. commercials too. We see like a lemon kind of reconstituting and then becoming the seeds of a strawberry. Yeah, and now we see cherries. I've seen this a lot um, on TV. It's um, it's visually really engaging. It really is. Yeah. I mean, all the fruit and um, it does. F it it really sort of sort of makes you. Uh, West your appetite. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it, Veeves. That's my dissertation. I don't know that I have... And what is your conclusion, Dr. Walsh? I guess my conclusion is I thought there would be more kind of explicit um, brand connection with the products that kept their brand name. I think I'm especially obsessed with that Bud Light thing. You know, it's it feels to me that either... that. The, in terms of the audience that they're going for, they either sort of don't know or and in which case they just kind of like show you the product. You've got the one that one we just looked at truly um, the one uh, Mick Ultra where it's just like the the sparkling beverage pouring out of the can with the fruit nearby to signal the flavor or they're trying to show like young people partying basically mm -hmm. right yeah like a, you do this in a party like a, a summer summer and parties camping uh beach going uh you know anything where it's like it's hot and you're drinking i think i like the topo chico ones the best 
Yeah, just those are good. Visually and stylistically, I think I appreciate White Claw's position in the market and where they are in their campaign. That it can be a little bit more mature. It doesn't yeah. have to be an introduction. I think those are kind of interesting aspects, but. Definitely hope that they keep the Topo Chico campaign going with maybe the same artistic directors or whatever. Um, as I expected at this point in the show, I've been holding court for a long time. I've gone long. We're already over an hour, Vives, and people are really sick of my voice. So how about we skip the military ad for now and go right to the ad council? Let's do it. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, what's up first? Well, this is from Dennis, uh, and I'm. Uh, last week we talked about whiteboards uh, as, oh, a, yeah. as a gimmick in commercials to explain something. And Dennis and I, I we said at the time we knew we missed some. Uh, Dennis put uh, hipped me to some um, a campaign, or it has a sense of like sort of a just sort of like online video addenda to to a campaign that I really like that is whiteboard based. Um, do you remember the, you know, Dish Network, obviously? Yeah. Um, they did a campaign, I feel like a few years ago now, for some, I think it's a box, kind of like a Roku or something, that's called the Hopper. And the campaign around this Hopper box was uh, a family from Boston, like a working class family from Boston, just saying the word Hopper in a Boston accent, Hoppa, over and over again. Okay. Do you remember this? Why don't you hit play on this Hopper ad? I don't know if I remember this. He's got a this. bunch of like white Bostonian guys sitting around their living room watching TV talking about Hoppas. Hey, Tom, where's Barbara and the kids? We got this new HD DVR, the Hopper. That one DVR lets us record up to six shows at once and play them back in any room. The Hopper. Yeah, the Hopper. The Hopper. 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 The Hopper. The Hopper! 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 Shut up! Hopper. Introducing the Hopper. One HD DVR for the whole home. I don't remember that. And it I really do. got my attention. It was when DVR was so new. There was like six shows. It was huh. a lot. Um, so Actually, at once? Can we record six shows at once? Oh, I don't know. Probably. It's been a long time. Let's give it a ch- let's try it. <laughs> um, so, so I think as a sort of like um, sort of a- additional ancillary media to go with this, um, Dish Network filmed these funny little videos where it's Boston as a second language, mm-hmm. and it's a little troubling to me. Let's say I find it a, a wee bit problematic that the person teaching this class is kind of your typical Boston guy. He's a little little pudgy, kind of uh, got a little bit of a mullet. Just kind of, and he's like his shirt's too tight and it's tucked into his khakis uh in a bad way. Um I feel but everyone in his class looks like they are taking English as a second language. It's uh, very, they're they're signaled as being foreign. A I lot see a of Sikh guy a lot there. of Asian people, a guy with a turban who appears to be Sikh. Um and it feels a little like 
if if you're learning Boston as a second language, why can't you be an English speaker? Yeah, right. Because the exactly. whole point is it's not English. In fact, it would almost be more interesting. I think it would be more interesting yeah. if you if you signaled that people were from different cities, right. like somebody with a Cleveland a Browns accent. hat. Yeah, and then yeah, and I don't I haven't seen these yet, so I don't know if you can. Signal but instead, it with their this voice. is very much like you know people night new, school, night school, new yeah. to America, citizenship getting your language but yeah it's funnier your way i agree having said that the writing on this it, are these are pretty funny okay and the reason that they are a whiteboard ad is that in in both of these little movies or little little videos um the guy the teacher guy is standing in front of a classroom and illustrating the concepts that he's sharing um on a whiteboard and i'll tell you since this since the joke is audio but you sort of need the visuals to get it in this one, he's talking about car keys and khakis, like pants. Okay, okay, gotcha. Welcome to Boston as a second language. Khakis, khakis, <laughs> khakis, khakis. Now, an easy way to remember this is you put your khakis in your khakis and not the other way around. Everybody got that? Everybody shakes Good. their head. Moving on. Go to talkboston.com so to learn funny. how to talk Boston. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'm wondering. So, like, everybody look. I guess the one thing about having them seem like they that they speak English as a second language or learning English as a second language maybe does add to the confusion right. on their faces. Whereas if I was, like, a guy from Cleveland, I would know why I'm in the sure, class. So yeah. you'd have to tweak it a little bit. But I still think it would be funnier. Yeah. I, I think you just have to write it a little bit differently. Okay, so in this one, um, it's a little bit more of a complicated story, so I'm going to set it up for you. Um, the teacher is explaining and writing on the whiteboard uh, the, pronoun the pronunciation for the word escalator, which he spells escalator. When he turns around and catches uh, a male student in the front row passing a note to a female student in the front row, and they're both sort of more middle-aged. Keep in mind, these are all adult learners, and he catch so he catches them passing the note. An escalator is We just went down here. What is this? Frankie, did you just pass Skeggs a note? What is it? Give me that. Give me that. If you're going to write something down, why don't you say it to the class? Get to practice your Boston. Dear Skeggs. I like your body. It's so hot. Ugh. Here's what you should have said. Dear Skeggs, I like your body. It's so hot. <laughs> okay? All right, in this now correct sentence, what's the subject of it? Jackie. Skeggs' body? Correct. Now, how does Skeggs' body make little Frankie feel? Hubcap. Hats. Ah, there we go. Guys, Skeggs' body makes little Frankie wicked hat. <laughs> They're all writing it down. That's a great lesson. Go to talk. <laughs> I do like that actor, man. He's doing a really good the job. The actor's great. The teacher is really selling mm -hmm, it. So really anyway, good. thank you so much, Dennis. I, got a, I really enjoyed those. Those are good. Um, okay, I know we got to get out of here. This is a crazy long show, but I cannot leave until we talk about Krogering. Okay. So I posted, as we talked about last week, uh, the Let's Go Krogering jingle. Um, somebody called and sang it. It's a real classic from my childhood because uh, I grew up around Krogers. Can we listen to just a little bit of it? Sure. Since it's an audio medium. For the best of everything, let's go Krogering. You can always count on us. Let's go Krogering, Krogering, Krogering. 
Let's go Krogering. You can always count on us. And I think I mentioned around this time that Krogering just sounded like a weird verb. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like something <laughs> nice necessarily. So I asked the ad counselors on the Facebook group uh, to define Krogering. Got a lot of fun discussion, a lot of very fun answers. I just grabbed a few of them here because I couldn't resist. Uh, I want to read them to you, Andrew, because I know you're not on Facebook. Uh, this is from Anna. Krogering, the degradation of one's mental state after observing idiotic behavior behavior in a supermarket. Ugh, speaks for, to me. For example, this idiot left his cart in the middle of the aisle while wandering all over the store, and now he left his cart in a parking space. I'm really Krogering right now. Yes, or how about this idiot put their uh, save their space in line by putting their cart there and then wandering off? Yeah, you're cro- you're just gonna Kroger the shit out of this. Um, Courtney writes, uh, going grocery shopping where the default grocery store is Kroger. The alternate grocery store is Winn-Dixie. So that would be winning. Oh, You're okay. Going to the other one. Mm-hmm. Winn-Dixie, big, yeah. uh, as you might guess from the name, big mm-hmm. southern grocery store. What would it be called if I'm going to, would I be safing? Saving if I go to Safeway? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. QFCing. <laughs> Quality fooding. <laughs> it breaks down a little bit. It does. Uh, Bobby writes, um, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Krogering is when you stick your mire in a hy-vee while you're out in a Publix. Uh, those are all grocery stores. Oh, mire and hy-vee are grocery stores? I apparently, yes. And oh. I had to look up uh, mire because I, it's, I was like major, but it's pronounced mire. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a Spanish word that I did not know. Uh, no, I think it's... Uh, Interesting. Okay. So... Um, Eddie writes, uh, Krogering is the process of refilling one's refrigerator from the German <laughs> Befüllen eines Krugerschranks. <laughs> um, and I do happen to know that the real German word for refrigerator is Kühlschrank. Oh, nice. Um, so, do you know that from your um, 99 red Luft balloons? No, it's not a 99 Luft balloons. It's from the 14 years of German that I took mm. to now have a, a vocabulary of a four year old. You took 14 years of German just so that you can impress people at the Eagles with your German version of 99 Luft Balloons. That is correct. It's a big hit. Um, and then finally, Andrew, you said that you were, you had a vague memory, a vague but strong memory that there was something special about the Kroger carts. Mm-hmm. And I didn't remember this. But Kristen says Andrew was right. There was something different about Kroger carts. The top basket lifts up for more compact stacking with other carts. And I do remember this now. It was a very oh, different yeah. style from what we have now. Okay, yeah. It's a shallower top cart. Um, the checkout stations were designed so that the, that bad boy could just roll up to the cashier and wouldn't that be great yeah. if you didn't have if it just rolled up onto the like in you know in line with the with where the conveyor belt That's is? That's kind of how it is at the QFC in Wallingford. Remember? Is it? I mean, you can't the, just you roll the, the thing on top of the. the it doesn't go quite on belt. top, but it does go kind of over a little shelf area oh, okay. where you kind of plug it in at the end there. And then they would just. But kind that's of empty just the it. two layer one. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the cashier would remove the items from the cart and send them on the conveyor belt. The customer just stood there and made small talk and started writing out their check. Writing, writing out, out a check the at check. the grocery yes. store. Now my one... Only check I've ever bounced, I wrote at the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> my, did you know it was going to bounce? No. I didn't really understand how checks worked. The I thi- was very young. You know me, I'm such a control freak with my grocery bags now um, that 
a big part of the process for me is emptying my cart in a way that all of the heavy stuff gets there first. And like I even they'll usually want to take the beer and like they assume you don't want to put it in a bag. But I do want to put it in my bags because I always have to park my car and walk a block to get back. Right. So I don't want a bunch of like paper towels and beer uh, six packs and what have you. So um, the thing about letting them empty your cart also means that you have to trust them to bag them up in the proper order. Whereas I like to, you know, yeah. Manage you that like to, you like to manage bit. it. Yeah. Um, so since it has a special cart, Kristen says, Kristen says, Krogering is shopping for groceries with a cart like this. Either my sister or I would ride on the bottom and it has like the, you know, mm-hmm. the underneath. And because the the top of the cart is shallower, there's more space between mm-hmm. the cart and the and the bottom rack. Mm-hmm. Um, we would ride on the bottom as our mom pulled piled in our month's worth of family groceries, many of them Kroger brand products because they were better than the name brand. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. In fact, is Safeway and Kroger, are they owned by the same company? I'm trying to think. No, whatever, whatever, I'm trying to think. It's signature brands, right? That's like the generic brand that we get at Safeway now. I think so, Is yeah. Signature, which I think is both Safeway and, I can't remember the other one, but um, I, I have plenty of signature brands in my in my cupboard. No shame there. Thanks, everybody. Great, uh, great contributions. Great yeah, submissions. Absolutely. You can sell anything. Stop and shop. Okay. <laughs> that was the one that, um, that's the grocery store I went to as a kid, if anybody's curious. We went to that's, Stop and Shop. And that's on the East Coast, too, I think. Is it? Yeah. There was also a, there was also, why am I doing this now? There was also a um, chain of grocery stores that were Cleveland owned, I think, and then spread. It might have even been the Stop and Shops. I don't know. Could it have been Roche you know Brothers? What? What's that? Remember Roche Brothers? No, I don't. Was that that's, in? Um, that's a New England one. Oh, no, I don't remember it at all. I remember, what did they have there? Market Baskets. That's, I remember going to Market Baskets. Yeah, that one's the, that's the uh, the low the low quality one. Yeah, Cleveland Grocery Stores. Why not just end the show like this? Um, huh, I don't know. Heinen's was a big one in Cleveland, but I can't remember um, which one was the local chain. But you know what? That means we can come back next week with even more Grocery Store Talk, which yeah. is one of my favorite topics (laughs) you can uh if you if you want to sign up for that or if you want to tell us not to do that um you can email Mm -hmm. us at after these messages show at gmail you can call us to berate us at 607-444-5597 i don't like the berating i don't like it but you know that's that's how to do it Um, and of course you can check us out at the facebook group obviously there's a lot of fun things happening there all right everybody we will talk to you next week Meet me in aisle four. Hey, yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spy, son. I'm Pisces rising. And you ain't Hoover. You suck like James Dyson. Google the devil, but I feel lucky.